Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 81. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and it is Wednesday, July 12th, 2017. And with me, as always, is Carl Bird, the social media chair and co-host. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, so uh, we're we're back. We're back once again. A brand new week. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, we're going to give our brief non-spoiler review as well as our in-depth spoiler-filled review. Uh, that's at the top of, at, later on in the show. And we got some other uh, nerd culture goodness and whatnot to get into later on as well. So for those of you who are watching uh, during your work hours, because it is in the middle of Wednesday afternoon, hey, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, just don't let your boss catch you. If your boss catches you, hey. Tell, tell him, him to watch. Yeah, tell him to watch, you know. We need, we need the views. Uh, yeah, so we got a, got a few things to talk about. Uh, so, Carl, with that said, what you been up to, man? Well, I, well, first of all, this weekend was the uh, Will Blackman uh, football camp. So I just want to thank you know thank you to every big, give a big thank you to everybody who came out and a big shout outs to um, Will, Deb Weinreich who put the whole thing together and uh, just the whole uh, Blackman family who came out it was just a great experience for kids to come out and learn and to have fun and also Deb and you know Will and his whole family just they just made sure that I was okay like cause it was really hot that day mm-hmm. and um, I was like paranoid because of, we were supposed to get rain that day it didn't even start raining at all. Yeah. Like we probably got like a cloud and we got a little nervous, but then that was it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was great. It was just a great experience. They kept me very well hydrated and everything just went copacetic. So you know, big shout outs to them. Yes. That was a good time. Um, can't wait to do it next. Do it again next year, which I think next year it's going to be a two day event. Okay. So he's going to be doing something especially for um like the high school students. Mm-hmm. No, because you know the ages from, from are from six to fourteen. Okay. So he's probably he's gonna end up doing something more for high school students and it'll be a two day event. So I'm looking forward to DJing both days. Okay. Um okay, other than obviously the subjects at hand, um Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, shout out to my little cousin David. He went he um I took him out to go see it and he now thinks he's he now thinks he's Spider Man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And big shout outs to Jim Jim Savard and Trevor, who I was just in the theater and the next thing you know I look. And they're sitting right there, so we just sat right there, watched it, and then just talked, jumped throughout the movie. Nice. <laughs> so it was fun. It was a, uh, it was fun. And um, I got to, I started the. Uh, let me go backwards. I started um, watching the third tripod of Marvel Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. So it's now they're now um, agents of Hydra. Okay. Where with the LMD situation, they all woke they all woke up into a uh, alternate reality, mm-hmm. and now like they're Hydra agents. Mm. Except, well, Coulson he's a teacher, but he's still kind of under like the Hydra banner. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo Fitz is rich. They ain't really. Oh, he he is a Hydra agent as well. They're all Hydra agents. Okay. The only one. The only two. Well, Daisy, she is a Hydra agent, but she like she's still stuck in the actual real reality. She's like, "Why am I a Hydra agent? Why am I dating uh, Grant Ward, who is actually like killed off?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's going on, and also uh, Gemma Simmons, who was dead, mm-hmm. but it turns out that she was alive. So she's still trying to figure out like what the hell is going on. So I only caught the first episode. Yeah. So hopefully, it mo- you know, when I fin- get a chance to finish it, I can. Uh, Dive into more of what's going on. 
Okay. Let y'all know what's going on. But Agents of Shield is still a good show. It's still a very underrated show. I still I still think everybody everyone should just watch it. Hmm. And it's on its fourth season right now? Yes. Okay. Well, it just finished the fourth season, so okay. we're getting ready to go into our fifth. All right. Um and then uh I think this is something that you watched over the weekend too, Castlevania. Yep. Sure did. Uh on Netflix. Uh it took me a while just to like watch four episodes. Wow. Between everything I had going on this weekend, you know, trying to catch Spider-Man in the football camp, yep. and, you know, WWE's Great Balls of Fire, mm. um, it, it, was, it took me a lot, that, that took me a long time just to finish that. Wow. Well, well, it was only 25 minutes per episode, roughly. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like, still, I'm like, why is it taking me so long? I could really, I should be able to, like, bang all this out in two hours. Like, that's literally the length. That whole series is the length of a movie. Yeah. And I, it took me that. It took me, like, all weekend, mm. actually till this morning, wow. just to finish it. See, I finished it on Sunday morning. That was the first thing I did when it's I woke up. It's a damn up. movie. It's the length of a movie. Yeah. But uh, what did you think of Castlevania on Netflix? I liked it. I, mm. um, I thought the storyline was good. I mean, four episodes was enough, but I would have liked to see more. Oh, yeah. Um... Get, you know, it's enough to. It was enough to get the ball rolling for a potential season two. Mm. Um, that ninety, it was that nineties animation though. Yeah, the I really was looking at it and like some of those skipped shots that you had mentioned. Um, and I was just like, wow! And those fight scenes were very like Iron Fist like. Oh, slow. They thought they mm. were slow to me. Mm-hmm. Like if it was an anime, then you know the fight scenes would have been like much more faster paced and much more exciting. Mm-hmm. It just seemed a little too slow to me. Okay. So when I, and it just gave me the the whole thing gave me that um, spawn the animated series feel. Oh yeah, I, I was I was thinking that when you when you mentioned the '90s uh, animation style. That was literally as I was watching it. That was literally like all I was thinking. That's how I really felt just watching this. Yeah, because like when the characters was like dropped, you get the sense that they're like dropped frames of animation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know that, and not to mention the whole darkness upon it, and the whole there's like a religious aspect of it, yeah. which is very similar to Spawn. So that's how that's part of that feel I got. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a, a pretty good showcase. It was like a nice uh, proof of concept yeah. of what of what uh, Netflix can do with Castlevania. Uh, it, I, I, I was I was pretty pleased to see that it's a video game adaptation that's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like extremely slim pickings though. Well, Addy Shankar knew he was doing. Yeah, I mean it helps that he actually has some uh, enthusiasm for the for the project. Yeah. 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 You know he's actually he went to high school here. He did. Yeah, he went to St. George's School in Middletown. Oh wow. Yeah, he went to school with my friend Kelly. Shout out to her. Oh, that's what's up. Hey, Rhode Island doing big things, man. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good series. I mean, I I I, I did l- like the uh, the dark atmosphere of it. I liked. Uh, of course you do. Well, I don't know what that means, but okay. You like dark <laughs> shit. Hey, if, if uh, look, listen, if it's if the, if the writing is good or or entertaining enough, then I'm all in. It doesn't matter if it's light, dark, cheery, depressing. I'm all about a good story, man. Yeah, especially if it's depressing. No, yeah, that's that's, that's an exaggeration, but. I, I, Track record shows. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, whatever. But go ahead. Keep going. But I, I did. A, I did like uh, the fact that um, uh, I thought. I, th- I thought that Dracula's uh, portrayal was was a little interesting. That he was he was a somewhat of a sympathetic villain. Right. Yeah. Because right. I, but then I still would have liked to see. I would have liked to see more of him. 
Yeah. It's like we only got him in the first two episodes and that was it. Yeah. And then like in the last episode we see uh Alucard. Yeah, his yeah. son, you know, know that, but then I do like I do like Trevor's character. Oh yeah, Trevor Belmont. Yeah, yeah. I think I think his voice was a little too gruffy for such a youthful looking character. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, it takes place in what fourteen hundreds. I guess people were hard living back then. This is true. You wanted to drink when he was drinking like a fucking sailor. Yeah, and uh, uh, Richard Armitage. I thought I think he did a good job of voicing Trevor. You know, uh, he was um, what was his name? Thorin, Thorin Oakenshield in the Hobbit movies. Okay. Yeah. So he he brought that that gruffness uh, to to the role. I thought I thought he did a thought he 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 lent uh, Trevor Belmont some some interesting dimensions some. The, like the last disgraced member of his family, and <laughs> he, didn't, yeah. he, he didn't want to be a hero. Yeah, but I think I think they would have. I mean, no disrespect to no disrespect to Richard Armitage, but I think he they would have. I think it would have been slightly better if they would have casted somebody with a much younger sounding voice. Hmm. I mean, not as young as mine, but like I don't know, just maybe. I can't think of any anybody off the top of my head, but like somebody who sounds like they're in their twenties. Yeah. Okay. Like someone like, like a well Charlie Hunnam. Well, he sounds young enough. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, but he has like a little gr- gruff to him. But he's mm. like in his mid thirties. So. Yeah. Um, I also liked, uh, yeah, like the fact that the Drac- Dracula was this rather somewhat sympathetic villain, and yeah. uh, the the church, or rather the the bishop that was heading the church, was the real villain. Yeah. Like he basically used uh used the cloth oh, to. Oh, shut up! What's up, Donovan? I used to go to school with him in Baltimore. Oh, nice! Yeah, like uh, like how the bishop was using the cloth to oppress the villagers and and use fear mongering to keep them like under his thumb. Yeah, yeah, and and I will say that the Castlevania was actually a little more gruesome than I expected it to be. Yeah, and the, the thing was too is like I did not play. I only like dabbled in the game when I got my NES Classic, so I really mm-hmm. don't know too much of it. Yeah. But I think it was a pretty well portrayal. I'm not sure if it's actually tied into the game storylines itself, or is it its own, or if it's a, its own um, standalone story. But I I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the bloodiness, the you know, the gruesome that it, the gruesomeness that it had. Like mm. I just I think it was very well. I think it was very well put together. Oh yeah, minor minor flaws, but it was very well put together. I would recommend anybody to watch it. Yeah, and, and the show is uh, loosely based on a Castlevania three. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it has uh, certain. Uh, What's going on, Kyle? Yep. So it most has, uh, diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. He wears <laughs> that tag with a badge of honor, by with a, like a badge of honor, by the way. I bet he does. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's loosely based on Castlevania three, so it has some elements, some right. uh, characters from okay, from the games. Yeah, I think the, the from the game. class only has one and two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, season two is gonna is gonna come out, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table. Hopefully, they'll step up their animation just a tad. But uh, I think so. If they see how this how successful this is, and then um, in like they'll somebody will actually be mo- be able to throw a little more money into the project. Yeah. Then they'll be able to buy, you know be able to step up their animation. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Castlevania. It's on Netflix. Four episodes, two hours in length. Yeah, yeah. yeah Not even it. because they're probably like twenty something minutes. Yeah, just under two hours. But yeah, I mean, worth worth checking out. And it's one of the few uh, good video game adaptations on screen. But it's a very short list. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree there. Yeah. 
So another, another so that's pretty much me. Uh, what you been up to? Oh, same deal. Uh, I was watching. Um, I I only watched uh, the main event of uh, Great Balls of Fire. Oh, yeah, I gotta add that. Yeah, I watched that too. Yeah, I know you watched the whole thing. I actually came in late. By the time I got in, um, what was on? I want to say it was the Hard. Yeah, the Hardys match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, how was the Hardys match? I only watched like the first ten minutes. Hardys match was good. I'll probably label that as the best match of the night. Um, okay. I didn't watch the like I said, I came in late, but from what I saw, that was the best match of the night. Um, like I had a feeling like it was just gonna end in a tie, which you know prolonged uh, Sheamus and Cesaro's tag um, tag team title reign. But yeah. the how how like the Hardys were like so close mm-hmm. by like one second. Really just adds on, adds on to the drama of the match. I really told the story. I was like, oh, they were just so close. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? This is going to break them. This is going to break them. This is going to break them. Mm-hmm. Nope. Didn't happen. They ran a little promo where Je- where Jeff said that, um, oh, so people think that the Hardys may be obsolete. So I'm like, <laughs> wait, hold on. And then, yeah. like, and then, you know, Matt says, we're stitched, we're bruised, maybe broken. And, like, everybody starts, like, going crazy, and then now it's just it. So, I mean, they're seriously, like, teasing the hell out of us. Yeah. We're bringing in the broken gimmick. They probably got the rights to do it. They're just not saying shit. I don't know. I mean, it, it's possible, but, like, from what I hear in the, you know, wrestle wrestling news, like, I think TNA, well, former, formerly TNA, whatever they're calling themselves now, yeah. uh, I think it's Global Force Wrestling. Impact. Yeah, impact. Um, they're still trying to give WWE a hard time from using the Hardy's uh, broken Hardy's gimmick. From last last I hear, yeah, they're trying to hold on to it as much as possible and trying to get all that they can. Remember, they are rivals. Yeah, they are rival companies, so it's like they're trying to hold on to that as much as possible, as much as they can. Yeah, but I mean, what, I mean, what are they gonna do with it exactly? Nothing, but no. They want to hold on to it for money. It's it's literally it kind of reminds me of Marvel and Marvel's situation with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. It's like Fox needs to let it go. Yeah, but they're just gonna hold on to it just as much as they can. Yeah, yeah, that's like that situation. Even yeah. though like even though every time they use the Fantastic Four property, it's always terrible. They really <laughs> just messed up. They messed up my freaking Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, but. I got to see how my dad feels about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dad was the one who really put me on to the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And he was a Fantastic Four fan back in the day, you know, when they had poorly driven, well, when they had the comics and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, I got to ask him and see what he thinks. Okay. But, yeah, um, hopefully we'll see the broken gimmick soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, one thing I did want to mention, too, at the at Great Balls of Fire was how um, Alexa Bliss faked an injury. Mm-hmm. Where she made it really look like her arm was like broken, but it turns out she was just double jointed. Oh, word! Like I wasn't even paying attention. I wasn't even paying too much attention. I was, uh, I was doing something. I was, I think I was like tweeting or something because I was live tweeting. Yeah. And um, I was looking at the computer, looking at the the tweets, and then next thing you know, like I see her arm just like out, mm-hmm. looks broken, and I'm screaming myself, oh, oh, whoa. Mm. What just happened? Da, da, da. And then, you know, she fakes it. And I was, I literally had to give her props for that. Oh, wow. And even then, I was like, hmm, Alexa Bliss double jointed, huh? I mean, hey, yeah. 
That means that I'm turning my mind's going to the gutter in that one. No, it just means that you know added flexibility in the ring that makes her harder to to defeat a more challenging opponent. I get, I got you. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I know Sasha won that match by count out, so they're yeah. going to stretch that rivalry out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you think about the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe for the Universal Championship? Um. Uh, um. I expected more. Yeah. It, it just pisses me off. There's like, yo, Brock Lesnar is a NCAA champion, mm-hmm. a former UFC champion. Yep. But only has two moves. I mean, well, he has more, but he just doesn't give a shit. He's, like, he, he just, just does two moves, the German suplexes and... Um, the F5. And the F5. That's yeah. it. And he still doesn't have the best German suplexes in the business. In the business. To me, it was always Chris Benoit. Yeah, but we don't talk about Chris Benoit. They don't talk about Chris Benoit. Okay. No, I see. It's spelled K R S P N W A H. Chris Benoit. Wow. It's, it's funny, like uh, whenever, whenever um, I see, I see like videos like, like Botchamania or like other wrestling memes, like they'll replace Chris Benoit's image with like Stevie Richards or Hardcore Holly at <laughs> WrestleMania 20. Uh, yeah, I mean, John, did you hear John Cena's um, John Cena? John Cena's reply because some he was at some convention and they mm-hmm. asked why um the WWE does not acknowledge Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. And um, it was I wish I I wish I had wrote it down, but he actually was like saying that, listen, what we do in the ring is one thing, but what we do outside the ring is another. And sometimes, like even though he was great, mm-hmm. that um, his outside actions do overshadow us. So you basically have to be held accountable for your actions. Oh yeah. So that's why um, you know, they really don't exp- um acknowledge him. Oh yeah. So um, it was much more detailed. It was much more detailed than that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of prep, kind of paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, I think the best, the best example that was used, but that was said, was by CM Punk, where some he was at a San Diego Comic Con, and somebody asked him the same thing. Well, they they actually asked uh, why the WWE is trying to erase him from history, mm-hmm. and they're actually saying no, they're not trying to erase him from history. You can't really take away his accomplishments, mm-hmm. but it's like. Because of the action, his actions from from his last days of living, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't feel right for the WWE to promote him. Absolutely, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, he'll never be in the Hall of Fame. That's for damn sure. Unfortunately, no, because and it sucks because he was such a great wrestler. I remember like back when I was wrestling, Chris Benoit was one of the wrestlers I would study, and um, I remember like watching the. The document, the documentary that he, DVD that he had, mm-hmm. and I remember I was watching with my little cousin, and we're go, they're going towards the end where they, you know, was talking about how great he is and all that, and we just kind of looked, and it was after the whole tragedy, and we just kind of looked at each other and just shook our head, and it's just like wow, like that whole thing has just been that everything that they're saying about it, everything is just thrown away oh yeah he just completely wasted it's highly unfortunate oh yeah his his he destroyed his own legacy yeah yeah forever. his son's actually trying to get into the business i heard yeah yeah have you seen what his son looks like i i think i have yeah it's scarier how much he looks like him. yeah i mean like if he even tries to get into wwe like every fan's gonna have that image of his dad in front of their minds oh of course but um yeah he's probably gonna have to be built under another name Mm-hmm. And even then, it's gonna be like we with the internet, we know who you are. Yeah, 
So like he'd have to like they'd have to like really lean into whatever gimmick that he comes yeah. up with or they come up with yeah. so he can actually succeed. He probably has to wear a mask or something. Mm. Ironic didn't didn't Benoit wear wear a mask? Yeah, when he was career? the Pegasus kid. Yeah. How's that for irony if he has to go to that go that route? Yeah. But but yeah, like uh Lesnar Lesnar, he's a guy who, um, getting back to Lesnar and Joe, yeah. I mean, obviously Lesnar doesn't give a shit about, you know, rest, putting on a proper wrestling match. I mean, he even said as much. And like he's, he's like the biggest, I mean, I mean, Brock Lesnar is the greatest example of how WWE is the best part-time employer in the country because he gets, he gets paid like more than most of the full-timers to wrestle like, what, five matches a year, if that, if we even yeah. get that money. Yeah. And, but I will say that, uh, Lesnar and Joe, I I thought it was enjoyable for what it was for all six minutes of it. I thought Joe really took it to Lesnar. Definitely did. And, Definitely uh, did. Like Joe had the upper end, but then just what? A couple of Germans oh, and an F5, and that's it? I'll say like six or seven Germans. But like I think he got lucky with that F5 because Joe put him in the Coquina clutch. Right. And then Lesnar, out of desperation, hit the F5 out of nowhere. It was, he got lucky and pinned him. So... I, I will say that for Lesnar, it wasn't an easy victory. Like Joe made him fight for it; he had to make him earn that. Right, and then not to mention, oh, did you did you see the Roman Reigns causing vehicular manslaughter? Oh, uh, was that a oh the ambulance match with yeah. Strowman? Oh my god! <laughs> now, interestingly, uh, with uh, with that, I'll, we'll get to that in a second. But um, I I will say that I think WWE could have. They could have gotten more people talking if Joe were the one to actually take the Universal title from Lesnar. I thought that would have been a more interesting uh, outcome. But, you know, I mean, Lesnar, they're still trying to somehow build Lesnar versus Reigns. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if they're going to stretch it to WrestleMania, but I, st- I know they still want to put that match together. Well, they, aren't they doing something for SummerSlam? Yeah, they're trying to. Like, I didn't um, pay too much attention to Raw. Yeah, on Raw, uh, basically, Kurt Angle uh, uh, set Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns for the number one contendership for the Universal Championship. Uh, so I think that that match is next week. Uh, so if it is, if it is, uh, Joe, if it is a uh, Samoa Joe and Lesnar at SummerSlam, that would be an interesting main event. But if it's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, then I guess that's like WWE's way of trying to get that match out of the, out of the way because you know they wanted to build that for WrestleMania 34. Yeah. Which is weird because it's like you're building you're building two men who beat up a much older dude who should have retired ten years ago. That's that's your build. That's the best way you're gonna build that match. But anyway, you really want, you, you, you love throwing these on the tickets, don't you? <laughs> uh, it, it was right there. I mean, that's how they're building it. Don't blame me. I'm not the one booking it. Yeah, but you still didn't. You didn't have to throw that in there. You didn't uh, have to. Do, you was being a dick. I, I know I was. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Harris joined and he says three things. What? D, B, Z. I don't know what that is. You damn straight rat, Harris. I, I, hey, you know with the DBZ. Shout out to Ashley for buying me this shirt, by the way. Yeah, with DBZ, I will say that the game does look impressive. As all, um, as all uh, those who's developing Axis games, I believe. Uh, I think same, so. same developers of Blaze Blue and um, Guilty Gear. Looks impressive, but hey, you know what? It's not for me. I don't know because Guilty Gear is fire. Okay. I used like one character, and I was like dominating at one of the Freddy Cups. Nice, but uh. Yeah, uh, great balls of fire, man. Anything else? Anything? Do, uh, anything? Any other wrestling news or whatever? Or thoughts? Our, oh, and our says Arc System works. There you plebeian. go. There you go. Arc, Arc System works. What did he say? Arc System works. Your plebeian. Oh, oh, plebeian. Yeah. Plebeian. Excuse me. 
Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, um, what was what was I gonna say? One other thing. Um, I still I still want to see if, if if they're building a match for SummerSlam, or even not even at SummerSlam at some point. I still want to see Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. There's something about. Really? Yeah, I, I know that the size differential is enormous, but keep in mind that they can build it as Finn Balor being the first Universal Champion. He's never lost a belt. He had to yeah. forfeit it. And it's like a, the ultimate David versus Goliath match. No, I see what you, I see what you mean. But... The, the demon versus the beast. It, it could be an excellent build right there, a good story. I'm not saying that Balor might beat him, but it would be, it would be a very intriguing match. It could be. could yeah. be. So, um, yeah, what the hell have you been up to other than that? Well, other than that, um, oh, well, yesterday Uh-oh. was the best time of the one of the best times of the year. Ah, shit, here we go. Barnes and Noble's <laughs> annual July Criterion Collection sale began yesterday, July 11th. So I was there. So I was there at 10 a.m., right? And I was I was there. I, I was thinking, you know what? I'm gonna be here. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get the first crack at, at, at the at the good picks. I walked in and I saw three other dudes there. And I saw one guy, he had a stack yay high of Criterions. I, I caught a quick glance. Most of them I already have. Um, but I did, I, I, did, I, was, I was a little, uh, I, well, because I have so many. You felt some type of way because somebody like. Well, it, 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 was, it was weird. Like I felt, I felt some type of way just on, on a small little level because I was like, damn, that could be me. Actually, that was me last year and the year before. But then on the yeah, other let hand, let somebody else get it, get a chance. Yeah, and, and on, on the other hand, I was like, you know, all what? three of you guys could have like had a field day at that Criterion sale. Yeah, yeah, we we, we could have. I mean, but you know, I, I was I, I looked at him with with a little glimmer of pride too, a little glimmer. I was like, you know what, you go, man. That's yeah, because there's like one other person that's actually that actually knows about Criterion movies other than yourself. Well, there's well. I would say like a, a handful of people, at least at the Barnes and Noble I went to. Okay, so uh, five. Yeah. So uh, as a matter of fact, you know what? Why don't you hold on the fort real quick? I'm gonna get the criterions that I picked up. I should I should have brought them. I'm excited, man. Woo! That is the most athleticism I've ever seen Victor display. And I mean, we even like play we play volleyball every year at the beach, and he's not even that athletic. Athletic. <laughs> and right, Aris said it. No one cares. Everyone cares, Aris. Yeah, there's only like five of you guys who care about Criterion movies. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe what? You, Dollar Store Films, and uh, Criterion Correction Podcast. There's, there's more. What, two more? Name the other two. Y'all probably can't even hear him. Yeah, he was highly unprepared. So, um, damn, I'm ready to get into the news and headlines. Oh, he's back. He's back. Well, as you know, um, I I had to, I had to pick out some films for the Criterion sale, and uh, I have five of them here. The sixth one I just could not retrieve. Um, but I'm happy to report that I was a little, I was rather, uh, you know, conservative, uh, this, this year. You know, I did see that picture and I thought you was just posting pictures of your movies like you normally do. And I was just like, whatever. 
Yeah. But uh but yeah, uh I, I picked out a few films from this criterion sale. Iris it? says I want to hear Carl talk about Juana Man instead. <laughs> Fuck Juana, man. But anyway, here are the films that I here are the films that I picked up from the. Because that movie's basically Tootsie. Yo, listen, no, Tootsie. Tootsie is a superior film than Juana, man. Funny that was on the other night too. But yeah. hold on, look. What? You really cannot tell me that Juana Man wasn't based off of Tootsie. It's the, literally the same thing, yeah, except it, that it took it took it was about basketball. Okay, yeah, I mean, I give you that pretty much. But you gotta admit, Tootsie was a way better movie. It was funnier. It was but well better written. Better acting. This is the same shit. It ain't the same shit. It's it the same. Literally the same it's, it's, shit. It's a, it's a similar premise, but it ain't the it's same the shit. Exact same premise, except that one takes place in sports, the other one takes place in theater. All right, look, I'm saying it's it's a similar premise, but I'm saying in terms of quality, you got to say that uh, Tussie is a superior film. I probably only watch either one at one time, and that's it. It's like they're just like okay, they're 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 both good. Like, Joanna Man's enjoyable for, like, what it was. It's just a little, eh, yeah, it's a little, kill you. hey, I got two hours to kill. Oh, Joanna Man's on. I'll throw that on, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's a fluff movie, but these films are not fluff movies. So the films that I picked from the Criterion sale, uh, first one, first up, Blood Simple. Uh, it's the debut feature of the Coen brothers. Really good crime thriller. Very dark, you know. Just how you like them. Yeah, but it's, but it's. It's a, it's a really great uh, film debut by the Coens. Check this one out. Whatever. I got The Asphalt Jungle, a uh, film noir by John Huston, one of the great American directors right here. Bam. You should check it out. Uh, His, His Girl Friday, Cary Grant feature right there. I haven't seen this one, but I've always wanted to. I've, I'm familiar with you it. You watched all these movies already? No, not yet. Okay. But this one's really good uh, from what I hear. Tampopo. It's a really good uh, Japanese uh, ramen western, as it's described. Some of the some of the most delicious uh, footage I've seen of ramen noodles I've seen on film. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a it's a delightful movie. I love it. Okay. And uh, Joan Crawford's Oscar winner Mildred Pierce, another classic right here. And what was the sixth one? Uh, the sixth one was uh, Punch Drunk Love. You would buy that. Hey, listen, Punch Drunk Love is Adam Sandler's best movie. And, I, and that's not really saying much, to it be honest. It was not. Yeah, it was. Happy Gilmore? Listen. Happy... Billy Madison? Okay, listen. Oh, even The Longest Yard was better than Punch Drunk Love. Fuck you. But anyway, listen. Happy Gilmore was funny. I mean, I mean, Adam Sandler's funniest movies were even in the Grown 90s. Grown Ups was good. Oh, fuck, fuck Grown off. Grown Ups was entertaining. Oh, fuck right off, you pisser. Listen. Listen, Grown Ups is shit. Grown Ups was, it's not the best, but it, Grown Ups no, was no, no. freaking enjoyable. No, but Punch Drunk Love. I have fun watching Grown Ups. Keyword, fun. Yeah, but it's a shit movie. You have fun watching shit movies. But anyway, Punch Drunk Love is Adam Sandler's best. Why? Because it's, it's, it's artful. It's, it's a nice, it's a, quir- it's, an, it's a quirky love story. Artsy fartsy. It's not artsy fartsy, all right? You just said it was artful, so what the fuck? It's artful. I mean, artsy fartsy is like a pejorative. You're like, you're, you're like, oh, artsy fartsy. Oh, I don't like movie. You know who people people who use artsy fartsy? Oh, I don't like movies that challenge me. I don't like movies that 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 don't appeal to me beyond a surface level. That's why I'm going to use artsy fartsy to to mask my insecurities because I can't I can't approach those movies on any level. We don't want to be challenged. We just want to be entertained and have fun. 
That's simplistic thinking, man. You don't care. We want to have fun. You can have fun and also think at the same time, can't you? You can, but in that case, I don't want to. We literally just don't want to. We want to go to the movies and be like, this is enjoyable. We do enough of that with the Marvel, with the superhero movies. We do do some thinking. Oh, what, what kind of thinking? Uh, I'd oh, love to hear look this. For Easter, looking for Easter eggs and, you know, how things tie into, like, the source materials and all that. We do enough thinking as it is. Don't get it twisted. How is this going to turn into who? How is this tie into the story? How to the big storylines? Uh, okay, that's one. That's maybe what, okay, one that's small you, thing. No, that's, that's pretty well enough. Come on, man. I mean, you, you know, have no. Re- you literally have no rebuttal for that one. Yes, I do have a rebuttal. Because okay. There's there's a lot more than just Easter eggs. You want to you want to think about a film that just not only hits you on a on a surface gut entertainment level. Yeah, that's that's, that's one thing. But you also want a film that also you know enriches you. It makes you look at the world a certain way, just a little bit. It makes you it makes you learn a little something. It makes you think about some themes. It makes you think about some Adam issues. Adam, Adam Sandler is not all about that. Adam Sandler's movies aren't all about that. Adam Sandler uh, makes uh, movies for people who just want to say, hey. Let's go to the movies and check this out, and let's have some fun. Yeah, he makes movies for chronic masturbators and morons and simpletons, obviously. Just, no, he just, want, he just wants to have fun. Let's make a fun movie. And that's all. That's it. You can have a fun movie and also think at the same time. But that, and, that, and Punch Drunk Love exemplifies that. Sure. Tomato, tomato, I guess. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> but Anyways. But yeah, um... Yeah, let's get it. Let's get to the news and items of interest, you know. But anyway, Do you have anything else you was up to? I mean, well, uh, I had a busy weekend. I'm sure you did. Oh well, uh, one other thing. Um, I started rewatching in preparation for next Sunday. I started rewatching season six on Blu-ray of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait. So how's the uh, HBO uh, uh, Go thing going? I'm still re- I'm st- still working on some logins. I like asked one person and they didn't have HBO. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right. Um, and I just haven't really thought about. It. I had to go to work. That's why. Now, now, and I just now the but the real question is, Carl, are you really that cheap to not spend fourteen ninety nine per month? I don't have cable. You don't have to have cable for HBO Go. Um, HBO Now, HBO Go, you have to have cable. But well, I have HBO Go on the PlayStation. That's why. Well, HBO. Well. HBO Now is the same thing. Right. HBO Now you don't have you have to have like you have to have like cable logins as well because they ask you like what's your um, cable provider and stuff. Mm, I mean, with HBO Now, HBO Now you can just you can just buy it. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'll yeah. give it a shot, but then I'll come back. I'll come back when we get into our Game of Thrones discussion, which will be next week. Yeah. Yep, and um, and and I will spoil the first episode season premiere whether you watch it or not. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Oh yeah, there will be a spoiler warning. Yeah, so um, I'm telling you, HBO now fourteen ninety nine per month. It does not require a cable package. Okay. That's why it's there. Is it a is it a PlayStation app? Yes. Oh okay, then cool. That's that's why I got it. All right. I thought you I thought you already had it though. Uh, I thought you had HBO. I, I I I had HBO now last year, and then like for for Game of Thrones season six, but then I cancel it as soon as the season was over but then i was like you know what there's, there's too much good shit on hbo there, so. there is some good stuff on it yeah. that's why i kind of miss having it yeah so and not to mention there's that there's a series that i want to get into it's called the defiant ones mm-hmm. oh and yeah they did they're yeah. doing uh they did a they um profiling uh dr dre and jimmy Iovine. yeah so that's something i really want to get i want to get into being me being a hip-hop guy oh yeah so and i think there's some other profiles that they're doing as well yeah so yeah, um, yeah, the, all that and more for fourteen ninety nine per month, Carl. Don't be a cheapskate. It's not being a cheapskate. 
Yeah. Does does not require a cable package. Alright, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, so we got some news and uh, items of interest this week. Uh, First of which in the wrestling world. uh, Austin Aries has been released by the WWE. Uh, According to the Wrestling Observer, uh, Aries requested his release from the company because he was unhappy with being stuck in the cruiserweight division, can't blame him, and he felt that he could do more with the WWE. Uh, Reports have also said that Aries had a bad attitude backstage, which made made it easier for WWE officials to let let him go after he asked for his release. And, uh, you know, Austin's desire to leave WWE was understandable because, you know, let's face it, the cruiserweight division is a dead division at this point. Which and, and that's and that's no slight to the cruiserweights in the division because they are they are talented, but they yeah, just they do great. They they have great matches. They're just in a wrong, or they're just in a wrong environment. If yeah. they would film two o five live mm-hmm. at full sale the same way they do NXT, oh, yeah. it would be a much bigger show. Absolutely, and then and the wrestlers would get the due props that they deserve. Exactly, and they had like for example, Cedric Alexander had a had a I quit match with um, Noam Dar last night. Yeah. It was a great match. Oh, was it? It was a very good match, but it's mm. like the after SmackDown, the after Smack. Yeah, not to mention they do it after SmackDown, so everybody's yeah. already like burnt out. Yeah, people just want to leave. Yeah, they're like ready. They're ready to go and stuff. So they're staying up an extra forty-five minutes mm-hmm. just to like, you know, just to catch those extra shows. Not to mention, well, they have what? Then not sometimes they have then they have like dark match shows afterwards. So yeah. that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for, you know, SmackDown starting at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and for Austin Aries, man, he was way too talented to just be stuck in the Cruiserweight division. I mean, he was a main eventer in TNA. He was like the former world champion there. I believe so, yeah. And I think he was a champion in a world champion in Ring of Honor, if I believe. I yeah, believe so. But I, yeah, but I also did hear stories that, like, Austin Aries wasn't really, like, the most pleasant person to be around with. Mm-hmm. Like, if he does, like, autograph signings and stuff, or, like, say, like, if you just... I know that people would like catch, you know, if they catch him in the street and they ask you for an autograph, he's really not the most pleasant person to be around with. Mm. Yeah. So that could be one thing. Like I ain't seen him in no up up down down episodes yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that I mean, if 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 that's true then yeah, that definitely lent well to his heel character. Yeah. Um and I, I know he had some he made a mark in NXT uh, for sure. Um, Austin, uh, his his career, he was on the shelf for a year after a wayward uh, Bomaye knee to the yeah. face by Nakamura. Um, and then he was on the um, uh, announced team for a while on the right. main roster. He actually was a good announcer, too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he does, he did, he does have good mic skills. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's too bad, you know, WWE didn't, you know, give him, you know, at least put him in the upper mid-card, at least like intercontinental U.S. title level. Right. But hey, who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll go back to the Indies. Maybe he'll go to Japan. I mean, wherever he's better he can utilized, get work. he can get he can definitely get work. So oh yeah, absolutely. No, especially like post WWE, hmm. like he can definitely get work. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah. There's that, and also some other news. Uh, AJ Styles actually beat Kevin Owens for the U.S. Championship at yeah. Madison Square Garden's house show last Friday, which is a pretty rare title change for a non-title televised event. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Diesel, Diesel beat Bob Backlund at a house show for the WWE title. Oh yeah, back the, in like '95. Yeah, and uh, like 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 those those uh, those non televised title changes are rare. I think the last one in WWE was NXT, where Samoa Joe beat Finn Balor for the yeah. NXT Championship in Lowell, Mass. Uh, yeah, that was 
yeah, that which was pretty surprising. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, with a uh, Madison Square Garden, I mean, that's like WWE's original home, so you got to do it big there. Yeah, I just feel like okay, AJ Styles had already like won the world title, but then mm. now he's getting bumped to the, the to the U.S. title. It was like, mm, well, to me, I just I missed the grind that you would see. Like you would see everybody just start from the bottom and just work their way up. For example, mm. with Bret Hart, he was a tag team. Then he moved on to the yeah. Intercontinental, then to the world title. Mm-hmm. And then even in, when he went to WCW, like they gave him the U.S., and then he worked his way up to the world. Even mm. though by the time he won the world title, WCW was a complete shit show. Yeah, true. And then you even saw the same thing with Shawn Michaels, like tag team with the Rockers. Mm-hmm. And he had various tag teams, won the Intercontinental title, held, it, held that down. Then he, you know, moved on up to the, uh, to the world title. So you was mm-hmm. able to see the gr- You was able to see the grind, and yeah. instead of just as soon as they come in from developmental, they automatically have a world title shot. Yeah, I mean it's it's true for maybe for a few like Baron Corbin as one like for Money in the Bank and whatnot. Furman's here, and he says, "Shut up, Victor. That's my normal intro." Yeah, fuck you, Furman. <laughs> That's my normal. Uh, nice to meet you, but uh. But yeah, well, uh, welcome to the show. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I will say, I, I, get what you, I, get, I get what you're saying. I mean, but with AJ, you know, for a wrestler of his caliber, and even Kevin Owens, I mean, there's nowhere to go because they've already been at the top in yeah. WWE. So, like, where do they go from there? They can elevate the mid-card titles at the very least. Like, true. Hopefully, hopefully that's the plan. Yeah, absolutely. And then plus, it's only a matter of time before Nakamura gets his gets the gold around his waist. Give him the mid card. Just give him the mid card. Like, let us want it. Like, let us be part of that journey with him. Yeah, yeah but I mean, with if Jinder Mahal, jobber as he was, can be a champion, I mean, they got to give it to Nakamura on principle. Uh, what's up? Furman asked, did you guys hear about that new DBZ game coming out? I'm very much looking forward to it. Furman. You know, I hope I hope when the game when that game comes out, I will say as a quick aside, I hope that game disappoints the fuck out of y'all. It's not gonna happen. I hope I hope that game is just so overhyped. Not gonna happen. That when We're you guys... not gonna get a No Man's Sky out of this Dragon Ball game. <laughs> oh man, I I can't wait to see. By the, the way, speaking of No Man's Sky, remember that time we went Pokemon? We went we was um Pokemon Go hunting. Yeah. And then I was asking you about a game, but I forgot the name. I was like able to picture it, but I just couldn't even like get it out. Yeah. That was that game. Oh, that was that's what <laughs> that it was? was the game I was talking about. Oh man, yeah, No Man's Sky was uh, one of the even Donovan. Even Donovan said, "Nope." Yeah, we shall see, we shall see. Um, but uh, some other news here: uh, Castlevania, speaking of video games, has already been renewed for season two on Netflix, and uh, the Netflix renewed the series last Friday, which is when Castlevania came out, and uh, season two will have eight episodes this time instead of that's just good. Four. Enough. That's great. That's yeah. That's just a good chunk. Mm. Victor, I watch Raw because because you recommend it. You're an ass. Oh, you watched the Raw movie? Who said that? Victor uh, Furman. Nice. What, oh, I hope you loved it as much as I did. Well, not that I loved it. I, I actually really appreciated it. You should watch it. We'll see. Oh, come on, man. We'll see. You gotta. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a depraved movie. But um, uh, Adi Shankar, uh, he did announce that he's also working on an Assassin's Creed anime series for Netflix. If it's just as good as Castlevania, then I'll be up for it. 
Yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed is, you know, it has rich story potential, even though most of the games are kind of eh, on the story aspect. But you know what? And, and 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 the live action movie I heard was terrible, which I haven't even bothered to watch. I don't think anybody. I don't know anybody who actually watched it. Oh, like, last I checked, I think it got like seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, m- m- might have been lower. I know John Haponic told me that he watched it, and he was John Haponic watches anything awful. Yeah, and he loves it. Oh, he does. I mean, he's a DCEU fan. I mean, exactly. except for except for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was great. But yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. Hey, bring on, bring on season two, man. Go ahead and bring yeah. on Assassin's Creed. If he's behind, if Adi Shagar is behind it, then I'll be, I'll be all for it. Hey, yeah. Uh, other other video game news here. There's been a new patch, uh, which has been released for Horizon Zero Dawn. So Horizon Zero Dawn this time, this patch includes a new game plus mode, so you can transfer all of your items and equipment and levels to the new game. Okay. Uh, which is awesome. Although the although the level cap is still at fifty, and there's also some updated weapons and outfits and uh, an ultra hard difficulty mode, which uh, once you set the game to ultra hard, you cannot change the difficulty back again. So. Oh, fuck that! They're trying to make people rage quit. Well, at least me. Well, hey, you know what? I, I will. I will. I'll probably. I'll probably dabble in ultra hard, but I do want to play New Game Plus because it's a. It's a fantastic game, yeah, and I, I need to get. I need to get that game too. Like, I, like I've sure. only played it for like one day when I stopped when I Twitch streamed it that one time, and that game is amazing, like visually stunning. Mm. So like I and I just never gotten around to get it. Yeah, it's one of the best. One of the most probably. I probably games. would put it as a one of the. I will. I would um give it a game of the year. And, candidate oh absolutely and plus it's like it's one of the most gorgeous 1080p games i've ever ever seen would be better in 4k Uh, 4k 4k save your money 4k is a waste of money at this point (laughs) um but yeah i will i will i will be playing new game plus and plus i have the uh the the ultra armor okay yeah so there's that uh some other news here uh ava duvernay uh, the director of Selma and the Queen Sugar uh, television series. Uh, she's going to write and direct a limited series about the Central Park Five. Um, are you familiar with the Central Park Five? No, not all? really. Honestly, truth. Uh, well, uh, Duvernay's uh, she's doing a uh, going to be doing a limited series on Netflix, and I don't know if it's going to be a documentary series or a dramatic series. But uh, the Central Park Five it was a it was a 1989 case in which um, this uh, this white woman was jogging in Central Park and she was uh, assaulted and raped, and uh, the uh, and uh, these these five teenage males, they were four black kids and one Hispanic guy. Uh, they were arrested and charged with the crime, and they served six six to thirteen years in prison. However, they were their confessions to that crime were actually coerced by the cops. They had nothing to do with that woman being assaulted. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did come across that story. Yeah, yeah and like, um, and the only reason why they were released from prison was around two thousand two was because somebody, some other inmate, actually admitted to the crime, and DNA DNA evidence actually confirmed that that other person did it, and not those five kids. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, uh, the Central Park Five they were released, and they actually sued New York City, uh, for about. How much did they sue for? They they sued they sued New York City for forty one million dollars, uh, and they and they fought and they fought New York for like a decade, and then uh, Mayor Bill De Blasio actually accepted their uh, settlement or for like uh, for like that same amount in twenty fourteen. So they had, to, they had to fight a decade after getting out of prison just to get their their justice. Yeah, and I want you to forgive me for laughing, but something was written on the Facebook uh, live what? Um, that made me laugh. So. Okay, so you're not laughing about the Central Park Five. I hope not. No. Yeah, you better not. What's up? Forever says it was the most the most famous gangbang. 
What the fuck is he talking about? What, what is he referring to? The Central Park Five. That's not funny, dude. It, it's not, but it was just like, why did he say that? What the fuck is wrong with you, Furman? That's not funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you got to know Furman's sense of humor. Yeah, sometimes you take it over the limit, man. Use common sense, dude. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to this documentary and um, well, I mean, or 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 dramatic series. I don't know what she's planning for it, but yeah, it's it's gotcha. a it's a it's a it's a fascinating and also frustrating story too. Yeah, about I'll definitely the, check it out. You know about you know about racial injustice and also there's a documentary that's also out for it called The Central Park Five, uh, directed by Ken Burns, which mm-hmm. is excellent too. You should check, okay. check that out too. Yeah. All right. So I'll have you, yeah. All right, I'll take a, I'll take the next one. Yeah. Okay. Plans for the next Marvel Cinematic Universe phased. Yes. Yeah. All right. Suck it, John Aponic. <laughs> Marvel Studios pre- president Kevin Feige revealed that 2019's Avengers Four, May Fourth, will conclude the 22 movie arc that started with 2008's Iron Man. The sequel to Spider-Man: Homecoming, which is scheduled for July 3rd, 2019, will begin the next story arc for the MCU. Hmm. Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury, I kind of wanted to yell at Dave Chappelle style, <laughs> Sam Jackson. Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury will return in, in Captain Marvel in 2019. He was last seen in Captain America Civil War. Yep. Many, many of the MCU actors' contracts are expiring, such as Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what do you think? I'm all for Marvel movies, so I'm a Marvel guy. I'm of all course. for it. I love, you know, I love Marvel. Mm-hmm. You stand. Fucking, I'm all for it. Yeah, you stand hard for Marvel. I do. Um, Twenty-two movies, man. I mean, the thing is, you don't even realize it was that many, but it really is. Yeah, since two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keep them going, shit. Like it. I am curious, though. I mean, I know that this current arc of uh, uh, of the MCU is going to end with Avengers 4. Correct. And it's going to start off with Spider-Man. But with that said, where do you go from there? I mean, I, I, I mean, what I mean is Infinity like... Infinity War? Well, in the Infinity I mean, I mean, Infinity Wars. Um, yeah, like post-Infinity War, you got Spider-Man. So I don't know if they're still going to use... The- there was a Secret Wars that happened back in the 80s. They can use that. Or back in the 90s with Onslaught. Now, even though with Thanos is taking is gonna be hot, like okay, the budget for this for this Avengers movie yeah. is half a billion. <sighs> Onslaught is gonna be a billion. I mean, I mean, I guess I could see them doing hey, doing, a, doing an onslaught onslaught arc, but I'm saying that like once once they lead the the next MCU phase with with a spider-man homecoming sequel like are they still going to use like the uh, the captain america iron man characters are they going to recast them or are they just going to like leave them to the wayside there's a lot of things that they can do i mean they could um like i know for a lot in the comics that like tony stark is pretty much like a hologram so they can use that um they can in a way maybe if they're going to recast them they can probably euthanize him um Oh damn! Onslaught is X Men property. Shit. Damn. Well, never mind. Who, who knows? Maybe 20th Century Fox can sell X Men back to the. Marvel? Well, yeah. Fox is Fox can is a, not. Can let, a brother wish? Well, Fox is not letting X Men go. No, they're not. Especially they're feeling themselves after Deadpool and Logan. Oh yeah. I mean, unless they unless they can try to negotiate a a, a joint, a joint deal, deal like they did with like they did with Spider Man, it could happen. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. But um. Damn, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. But yeah, they could probably euthanize um, 
Tony Stark. Um, Sam Wilson does become uh, does become Captain America. Mm. Um, they can bring in Riri Williams for Iron Man. You know what? You know what? that that actually okay okay that 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 could make there's sense. A, there's a lot of things that they can yeah. do. Maybe maybe that could make sense because like with the with the uh, with the diverse reskins of those with those characters in the comics, yeah, maybe that's how they're gonna set them up for the film version. So that's why that's their workaround. So once Tony Stark, once Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and all those other actors leave those roles, they can replace them with like the female or like the people of color equivalents, right? And continue those roles on from there, I mean, which which um, I'm sure would be both praised and criticized. I mean, oh, it definitely will. I mean, for like, for, like for me, like can't have one without the other, right? Uh, but for me, I think it would be uh, a little too. Like, I'm not sure how how well that would fly on a film version with with those characters on screen. Like, oh, 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 it's Robert Downey Jr. out. Oh, so but we got Ruby Williams now. Now she's a new Iron Man or Iron Heart. And then we got female Thor. Great, because Chris Hemsworth stopped. Um, and all this. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it all depends. On, but it has to be written well. If they have the right the right writers behind it, mm-hmm. it could still work. If they have the right people, the right team behind it, mm-hmm. it could work. It could. I mean, they're not just gonna get some like Batman versus Superman schmucks. Well, true. Shout uh, out to John. <laughs> but um, I'm picking on John right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I could I could see them I could see Marvel doing that, but at the same time, it's like I mean, on on the one hand, I would want Marvel to create more original characters, but from a business standpoint and from an artistic standpoint, I can see why they would still use Iron Man and Thor and, and Captain America because a they're established properties, right? And b if you're an artist working for Marvel or even DC, once you create a whole wholly original character, it becomes Marvel's property and right. you can't do anything with them. So it's like I can see why a lot of Artists would would leave their original creations creations close to their chest until they leave Marvel and do something else. Right, Todd McFarlane, for example. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you know what? I th- I think there's some potential in that in that with that idea, but they have to do it very carefully. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah. All right. All right. So. Yeah. Joan Lee, hmm. the wife of Stan Lee, passed away last Thursday in Los Angeles at the age of 95. Mm. Joan and Stanley were married for nearly yeah for sixty nine years. Yeah, if that ain't relationship goals, I don't know what is. And Stanley was still in love with that woman mm. from then and now. Like man, I, I honestly, when I read that, my heart went for Stan. My heart hurt for Stanley. Yeah, I mean, did. Yeah, when Stan hurts. We hurt. Absolutely. I mean, it's a living legend, and I hear hear his voice. His his wife was also a voice actress too. I she did some so. roles. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, hey, ninety five years, man. That's that's a full life right there, and then oh, some. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And then we also have another uh, another unfortunate headline here. Uh, Nelson Ellis, uh, the uh, True Blood star, uh, he died uh, last Saturday from heart failure at the age of thirty nine. Yeah, that was a shocker. Yeah, way too soon. Much too young. Yeah, much too young. Um, I, I've never seen True Blood, but I've heard some good things about it. I watched like maybe a couple of episodes. I wanted to get into. I did like it, but I just you know I got sidetracked by other things. And um, yeah, he 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 he, he played his role very well. So I can understand mm. why a lot of fans are like hurt by this um, tragic, surprising loss. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, God rest your soul, Nelson. Yeah, indeed. 
And then we got a few headline, few more headlines here. Uh, Lucy Liu, remember her? Yeah. Uh, she's actually going to be directing the season two premiere of Luke Cage. I'm all for it. Go ahead. Hey, I didn't know. Hey, I didn't know she got some directorial chops. Why hey, not? I'm for it. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen her. I mean, the last thing I've seen Lucy Liu in was uh, Kill Bill, Volume One. Yeah, and I've I, seen a recent picture of her. She does not age as well. Of course, Asian don't crack, as they say. Um, technically, black don't crack. But. Same, 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 diff- same difference. But anyway, I should know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Lucy Liu, I, th- I think she also did um, Elementary. It was like a TV show, like a Hitchcock. Yeah, she thing. was on that show too, as well. Yeah, or Sherlock Holmes thing, I should say. But yeah, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, also, uh, Christopher Nolan, another great director, uh, he's actually remastering the Dark Knight trilogy in 4K. See, there you go. There you go. Got to get on it. Well, uh, Nolan, uh, he's directly involved in the remastering of his films, and he has stated that 4K is the best way to get home viewers closer to the 6K resolution that the Dark Knight trilogy was filmed on. Uh, Nolan did not provide a release date for these remasters, but he says that they are still a long ways out. Um, Hey, you know what? If, if, uh, I mean, I, mean the, I, I, I have the Blu-ray set of, of, the, of the films, and um, they, they look impeccable. I mean, I mean with with a 4K remaster, I'm not sure. I don't know if he's gonna re-release them on on regular Blu-ray, just with a remastered picture. Um, if if so, that be hey, that that'd be cool for those who haven't haven't seen The Dark Knight for whatever reason. Um, would it would it compel me to get a 4K TV and an Ultra HD player? No. Um, it has to be the, the industry standard before I even think about doing that. But hey, you know what? That's what's up. What? I, that that's it. I thought she was gonna get into a uh, anti anti four K rant. No, I mean, like like I said, as far as four K goes, there's nowhere near enough content to justify a purchase of four K con of four K devices. So unless it becomes an industry standard, 1080p is just fine. Okay, and you actually have a question on our Facebook Live. Oh, what's up? Furman wants to know, Victor, what did you think? What did you think about the announcement of esports Overwatch League? Boston got a team owned by Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. Who's Robert? Is he, he the, owns the Patriots. Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, my money will never go to him. But um, well, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, more more power to the Overwatch players. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna knock it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I I shouldn't say fuck Robert Kraft. I mean, that that, that was my anti-Patriots uh, instinctive reaction. Okay. But mm-hmm. you know, hey, that's 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 cool. I mean, um, I mean, you can get. I mean, I will say that. Uh, the this is based in Boston, right? This Overwatch team, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, they'll be the most obnoxious Overwatch fan base uh, in the country. So there's that. Congratulations. I mean, I'm not an Overwatch player, so I wouldn't know. What's going on, Jamil? Uh, and uh, last last headline here: uh, Stranger Things season two is coming out on Netflix October 27th. What date does that fall on? 27th, I believe that's on it's a Friday. I want to see Mike D from Hot 106. What up? Yeah, um, that's got to be what a Friday. If it's a Friday, I'll be so pissed. Why? What's? Because I, I don't want to spend my birthday in the house watching Stranger Things. Well, you don't have to. I mean, it's on Netflix. You can watch it any time. Or, or here's an idea: you can have Stranger Things season two playing in the background, right, at whatever venue you decide to host it, host your costume well, party. I thought that would probably be on a Saturday, but right, my actual Friday. I don't want to spend it watching Stranger Things. I'll probably wake up. Well, you can have a Str- Stranger Things costume-themed party. But then I won't be able to pay attention to the show. Well, that's true. But, uh, 
I mean, I mean, you got to prioritize. I mean, Stranger Things is the is the real priority here. I think we both know that. You, you really need to like this mic stand upside down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm hey. I mean, the first season was was really cool. Yeah. And um, hey, I'm like, expecting good things from part two. I am too. They're saying it's a. It takes place. It takes place a year later. Yep, I believe so. Oh. And I've seen I've seen a screenshot of season two. Uh, apparently, the the four the four kids they're dressed in Ghostbusters uh, garb. Yeah, and then th- there's actually a movie poster out. I did uh, say this, so it's going to be up on our social media site soon. Mm. Yeah, so it's going to be like more of a more of that '80s nostalgia that that show thrives on. It worked. I mean, that's well, the story takes place in the '80s, so well, I mean, you yeah. can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't have like a uh, iPhone and. Eighties. Well, that's true. 80s. I mean, you, you can't shout be out like... to the Tupac movie. <laughs> that's just unbelievable. Uh, but I, I, I hope, I, I, my hope is that in season two we can see the return of Barb. You know, they never did say if she died or not. That is true. That is true. Maybe, she, maybe she's somewhere in that that uh, the upside down, the upside down, and maybe she'll come back as like a demon or something. I don't know. That'll be so dope. Yeah. That'll be so dope. Yeah, more cosplay ideas right there. Hey. Oh yeah. Some of the best cosplays I saw were of um Eleven. Oh nice. Yeah. It was dudes playing Eleven. Oh oh yeah. Um There was one celebrity who did it. I took a picture I took a picture of it and it's it's on our pages by you have to go back on our Instagram. Mm, gotcha. So yeah, that's all the news and headlines there. And uh we got our main event here. We're yeah, talking to shit in your house. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> We got the main event here. We got this uh, underground art house film called Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, the third, well, I want to say second official reboot of the Spider Man franchise. Uh, previously, we had uh, the Amazing Spider Man series, but yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that. They were good. They it, were good. They were actually on Sun. They was actually on Sunday. Made my work day go by so fast. Well, you're the only person who would say. Amazing Spider-Man Two was any good, but it was enjoyable. All right, well, no, well, I won't argue with you there, but I mean, I, I mean, tomato, tomato. We'll have to agree to disagree because that movie was hot trash. But what's not hot trash is Spider-Man: Homecoming. This is the uh, uh, Peter Parker's uh, return to the Marvel uh, universe. Uh, he, we previously saw him in Civil War, Captain right. America, and this is the uh, the first uh, joint custody effort from Sony and Marvel Studios. And Tom Holland stars as Peter Parker, as your friendly neighborhood web slinger. And this uh, film, Homecoming, takes place months after the events of Civil War. Mm-hmm. And so um, Peter Parker, he's still trying to balance uh, home, hi- home life and high school. He's a 14-year-old trying to make it. Um, and he's just trying to be, he's, he's, still, he's still being the, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but he's also craving some real action. He's been begging Tony Stark to be a part of the Avengers, been hitting him up like a, like a, like a crazy stalker, clingy girlfriend. Um, and uh, Parker eventually does get his wish. He eventually meets his biggest challenge in the form of Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture, and uh, who's leading a small but loyal crew of criminals who are um, building advanced weapons to sell in the black market. And uh, the questions are, can Spidey put a stop to the Vulture's plans? Can he hit it off with his high school crush? Will Homecoming make up for the disappointing efforts of Sony's Amazing Spider-Man series and Spider-Man 3? We will find out. Excelsior. Yes. All right. So, Carl, with all that said, 
what the hell did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming Dance Pep Rally Senior Prom? <laughs> I thought it was dope. I thought it was a very dope movie. I had a very good time mm-hmm. watching it. I, I was thoroughly en- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, big shout-outs to Jim Savard uh, and his son Trevor. Like We just happened to run into each other mm-hmm. at the theater. Like He was already sitting down and... I'm with, you know, I'm with my little cousin and I just hear a car. I'm like, somebody call me. I'm like, oh, well, hey, it's Jim. Yeah. Come on, David. We nice. sat right with, we sat right with him. So it was like, it was, it made the, ex- it made the experience much more better. Mm-hmm. Like I was having, I was already having fun with David yeah. and then I'm sitting with a comic, with a fellow comic geek, mm-hmm. you know, like Jim and we were just discussing it. Although Jim, he just, does, he's not a Spider-Man guy. It was more. It was more Trevor. He said, "Yeah." So Trevor was just all smiles and stuff. Awesomeness yeah. that movie was. Thank you, Donovan. Thank mm. you. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I I did see Jim Jim Savar's review on Facebook, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, you know what? I thought I th- I too thought the movie was great. You know, um, I was I was quite impressed by it, and uh, more so because this is an MCU film that a stands on its own. So Correct. you don't so you don't necessarily have to watch the previous MCU films or even Civil no, you War. Don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you didn't even need to watch Civil War cuz you still see the beginning of so you still see yeah. Civil War. Yeah, absolutely, yep. And uh with it with his uh with his uh phone footage. Yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah. funny as hell. Yeah. He's like, "Wait, hold on, got to go, guys." And then next thing you know, like he's taking Captain America's shield mm-hmm. and we're seeing that scene from a different from a different angle. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he's like all freaking out in the hotel, all, all excited to be there. And Wouldn't you be? Yeah, I would, of course. Right. But uh, but yeah, I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was wonderful. Um, I like the fact that um, it's a, also a film that also stands on its own, and that it's not really setting up for other MCU films, and it doesn't feel like a like a quasi commercial for other MCU properties. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. Um, so I liked it. I liked that it. it was its own thing. Um, I really liked uh, Tom Holland's performance as Peter Parker. Yes, he he embodied he embodied teenage Peter Parker, Peter Parker, which Peter Parker was intently intentionally written as. Mm-hmm. That's how that really was. It's just that it took a modern day turn. Yeah, yeah, it did. Like he was like he he had that that all, all nerves and geekiness, you know. Yeah. You know, still trying to struggle being a superhero at the same time. You know, just navigating the uh, treacherous waters of high school. Uh, you know, high school is treacherous. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I should know. I mean, back then, high school. Oof. I mean, not that it was terrible for me, but uh, high school was cool for me. Yeah, it was cool for me too. But man, you should have seen me trying to get with girls. Nah, <laughs> not not a cool sight. So the struggle the struggle was real back then. But but yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Holland. I wish I could have seen that. No, you don't. But anyway, um, <laughs> what's up, Congo? Yeah, but but yeah, Tom Holland. He was great. Um, I liked him. I, I liked him. And also, as Spidey, he also captured that that shit talking that 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 Spidey. Oh always yeah, does. you cannot have Spider Man without like being you know wisecracking shit talk shit talker. Yep. You can That's why. That's one reason why I did mm-hmm. like um, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. Like yeah. he was that shit talking Spider Man, especially mm-hmm. like. Luckily, I just assumed the movie was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The um. In the beginning, in the beginning, um, when he's just becoming Spider Man, and somebody tried to steal the car, and he was in the car with him, and then he mm. just kept fucking with the car thief. 
Yeah. That was like I was like that's Spider Man. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I, I, if you if you're Tobey Maguire, he just looked like he just that he was that Peter Parker nerd that was allergic to everything. <laughs> hey, you know what? You cannot hate on Tobey Maguire's uh, Peter Parker in the first two films. I was gonna say you mentioned part three. I'm smacking you. Yeah, we don't talk about part three. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist in my head canon. He has a personal AI now. <laughs> Oh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But you know what? Um, I will say that to be fair, like all the Spider-Man actors have been very good. Like Andrew Garfield, he was a good Peter Parker. He just was saddled with all right to mediocre material. So, so I can't really can't really fault Garfield for his for the for the movies he was in. But um, but yeah, uh, I was I was gonna, I was getting ready to get to that with a uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man and Peter Parker. I thought that the AI suit, while on the surface it was it was cool it was a cool visual. I thought that the the Having having his uh his outfit his 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 outfit be AI assisted, kind of like a mini Tony Stark was a little bit too much of a crutch. I don't think so. I thought I thought it was cool just the way it was. It's like it was just it was just a different Jarvis. Yeah, voiced by Jennifer Connelly, who's actually married to, from what I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think she's married to the guy who does the voice of Jarvis. Yeah, Paul Be- Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, isn't Paul Vi- Bettany Vision? Damn, he's getting that MCU money. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, you know, Nancy from Jamie Foxx was getting that money too. Oh yeah, Garcelle Bove. Uh, yeah, I was like, right. look at Fancy. Oh yeah. <laughs> She'll always be fancy to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I, I I thought that the the AI suit, while it was a while it was a cool feature, and and you know, it was pretty useful, you know, in terms of like the the plot and whatnot. I thought that, you know. I, I guess it's just the a bit of a sounds like a bit of a purist in me talking, but in the comics, you know, he never obviously it was just a, it was just a regular outfit. It never not AI assisted or at all, and also with the AI suit, it does it does bring up another omission, a big omission in my view for the Spider Man character: the fact that he doesn't have Spidey sense. If you if you really looked at it, like I think there was like one small scene where he did. Yeah, there weren't any scenes. Yeah, he didn't. Ha- he didn't I may have, have to watch it again. Yeah, his. I will gladly watch it again. Yeah, in Homecoming, his spidey sense was not tingling because it was not there. And in fact, it was like, okay, that kind of that kind of leaves a problem because okay, if you don't give Peter Parker a natural spidey sense, then that would mean his AI suit would have to be his spidey sense as well because possibly that because his AI, as it said in the film, records oh, everything. What was the name that he gave her? Karen. Yeah. Yeah, like like Karen records everything, so it was it, it was so. By that grounds, his suit would have to be his sense in that yeah, in so way. Probably, yeah, so probably that's yeah, that's but, probably the spider the spidey senses with Karen. Right, but at the same time, there were many there were many instances where Parker was getting bum rushed and ambushed from time to time as well. So the AI didn't really help him out in that too much in that regard. I mean, I know it's 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 a nitpick. It's one of those geeky nitpicks, but with the with the spidey sense always being a a, a key yeah, aspect a of key, his character. Yeah, my spidey sense is tingling. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah, we didn't get that. Yeah, yeah okay, there's a flaw. You got that a nitpicky yeah. flaw, but a flaw. Yeah, but um, but I, I'll tell you what's not flawed in the film. Uh, Michael Keaton, though. Yes, I, like you, I love this vulture. I will say this though, because I recently watched the other guys. I'm just waiting for like a Captain Jean type of. Mm-hmm. Like type of line, mm-hmm. like I was waiting for like shake your dicks as pissing contest is over, some shit like that. Because it's like mm-hmm. y- you're Batman, you're, you're Captain Jean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was like it I was love the other guys. Oh yeah, other guys is a great comedy. Um, like I mean, it was like it was like Batman playing Birdman playing another version of Birdman. Yeah, which, and it's like you. Um, another thing too with his character is like you. 
you understood why he wasn't that just uh, oh I'm a supervillain I'm gonna destroy the earth nah, 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 nah. he yeah. wasn't that type of guy he was like okay you know I got so much invested in cleaning up you know the Avengers mess and all that I got mm-hmm. trucks invested I'm doing you know I'm doing this all for my family and all that and then yep. you know they come in and just say okay you guys make this mess mm-hmm. and now you're getting paid to clean this mess yeah. So you can understand, like, you can understand his motives. And then next thing you know, like, hey, there's a little hustle over here. Hold on a sec, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's what, you know, st- that's what started. Yeah. And, I like, I, 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 total, I totally was uh, all for Michael Keaton. You understood his motives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Adrian Toomes, like, he was a guy who was basically shafted by Tony Stark. The same Correct. guy who, as you said, in, you know, inadvertently, but still caused the damage in New York. Yeah. And like you have this billionaire taking taking away this dude's job, and he's just trying to you know survive, trying to make some money. So you, so I totally understood. I totally not only understood his motivation, but in a small way, I agreed with him. I was like, yeah, yeah, reverse engineer this Chitari technology, sell it on the black market, get it, son. I do the same thing. Shit. Why not? Fuck Tony Stark. He probably he probably would be a Trump supporter. But anyway. But anyway, no. But but anyway. Yeah, I mean, like with with Michael Keaton, I, I would dare, you know what? I would say that he is by far the most interesting villain in the MCU films outside of the Netflix series. Because like Marvel's, because the weakest element in all the in all the MCU films have been the villains. I mean, the strongest villain is probably Loki, but that's because Tom Hiddleston is so awesome in that role as as as, as yeah. Loki. You could tell he enjoys the hell out of that, out of that role. But Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes as Vulture. Definitely the most interesting, and and definitely the one the most sympathetic. Congo said, "Yeah, fuck Tony Stark." Word. <laughs> uh, Tony Stark's in there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Iron Man's cool, but I mean, as a character, I mean, there's. Well, we'll we'll get to him in a, in a second, but uh, but yeah, I totally agreed with his motivations, and um, in fact, you know, I think this is where we can get into some spoilers of the film. Okay, so, spo- all right, uh, spoiler alert. If any of you guys have already seen Spider-Man Homecoming, then yeah, join right in and just talk your ass off. Join in on the discussion. If you haven't, you as much as we don't want you to leave, you may want to leave. Well, actually, if um, you don't care for spoilers, then by all means, join in right in. Yeah, and 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 if you and if you're afraid of spoilers, just hit hit the hit the mute button and then just watch us talk, and then I'll give you guys a signal to unmute your computers. Damn, Donovan said we'll do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So spoilers commence in five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So getting back to uh, Adrian Toomes, I did not see the twist coming that he was. No. Uh, that he not w- at all. Yeah. I- like you would look at the you would look at the little girl and you're just like, okay, she got a little Indian in her and stuff. I uh, see a little cheekbones and stuff. She a little like she a little light bright. Nope. Yeah, it turns out that uh, that Liz, who's uh, Peter Parker's uh, crush, her, her yeah, her father is Adrian Toomes. So when like when he so when Peter Parker knocked on a door to take her to the homecoming dance, he answered the door. I'm like, oh, Whoa, sh-. Wait, I was, where's this? I'm like, where's this going? Yeah, cause, what, what what just happened? Like, where's this mm-hmm. going? And then next thing you know, he turns out to be the father. Yep. And then like I was at first I was like, well, at first when I saw him open the door, I was like, did he somehow figure out Peter Parker's identity? But he still did. Yeah, he did. He did. He still like he recognized the voice. And like and so it didn't take no thorough investigation. He was like, 
Mm. You sound familiar. Yeah. And then not to mention Peter Parker being the freaking geek that he was. Like, mm. he was just like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Like, his nerves was just, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. That pretty much gave it away. Yeah. And also, like, um, like when, when when they were talking in the backseat when the her when the, dad was chaperoning them. Because yeah. like, he was, she was talking about how Spider-Man saved them in Washington, D.C. And and as, as she was talking, that's when he deduced that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, really? It's like, yeah. Yeah. And he's he like. saved you, right? Yep. Just a car ride. Yep, exactly, Donovan. Yep. Yeah, and then in a car ride when um when uh when he when she drops when he drops her daughter off, she's like, Okay, gumdrop, have a good time. And then and then he turns around and he's he he's holding he a gun. <laughs> he has a Glock in his hand and he's like, Listen, and and, and, I, and I love Michael Keaton's performance because he's a guy who he, he can exude menace without really having to shout or No, he like, didn't. Go he into didn't. Jake the Snake once said, like, if a man has enough power, he can speak softly and everybody will listen. Exactly. And that's he showed that. Yeah, Michael Keaton was so good. He was like, he was like, listen, kid, listen, if if you try to stop me tonight, I'll kill you. I'll kill you and everyone you love. Now go in there and show my daughter a good time. <laughs> hey, but not too good. And hey, hey, Peter, don't go chasing waterfalls, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you added that. <laughs> I really am. Oh man. That would have been fun. It's like, what's with the TLC reference? Okay. I'm I don't know even... what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That kind of made me think, like, you know what? Looking at looking at what uh what uh, Toombs was doing in the whole film, like really he wasn't killing anybody. No, he did. He, well, he did kill one person. Well, inadvertently, he killed the first shocker. Yeah, inadvertently he, or was it? Yeah. Uh, but like, but I was like, you know what? If I was Peter Parker, I was like, you know what? He's just stealing stuff. He's not really a bad guy. You know, I'm 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 a st- I'm a chilling this homecoming dance. I'll, I'll just you know just dance a night away like Carlton, you know. One thing I did Listen. love too, I was all everybody wanted to fuck on Aunt May. What's up? Everybody wanted to get at Aunt May. Like he was ordering the sandwich. He's like, "Yo, this is the kid." And they mm. said in that lane, in uh, I think it was Italian. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, this is the one. This is the kid with the hot aunt, Italian aunt." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he understood. And then Peter Parker understood it. And then they, when they're going to have Chinese, mm. he she gets like some rice for free. Yeah. And then the home dude winked at her. I was just like, mm. you know what? I would have done the same thing. Hey, it's Marissa Tomei. I mean, yeah. she's a gorgeous actress, you know. Oh, she, you say what well, you you need to sugarcoat. You can say what the hell it was. She's fine as hell. I'm not sugarcoating anything. Listen, she is fine. You don't yes. have to be all. She's gorgeous. She is that. gorgeous no, though. She's fucking fine. She is. But anyway, um, and you know that's you know the you know that's that's her that's her role yeah that was another thing too like none of the for, none of the comedy was forced uh, that's true yeah like the moments was just the moments were just there and i was just freaking laughing mm. my ass off his friend mm. ned was freaking hilarious he, like yeah. when he was in the when they were during the homecoming dance and then gloria my sweet sweet gloria from orange is the new black yep the you teacher know, who played the teacher she's like mm. what are you doing um looking at porn <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like he was like the the guy in the chair his like his oracle yeah yeah like. exactly yeah. and that's what he wanted too and he was yeah. just like I'm, I'm good yeah um, he was good yeah you know i mean i thought i thought ned was like a good good comic relief like he was like the the souped friend like, oh yeah especially like when he's sitting in peter's room and he's wearing a mask Mm-hmm. yeah and uh and you know come to think of it like 
again, that's the, the whole Spidey sense problem. Like he, if he was sneaking in the room, he could have sensed that his friend was there. It's like, oh shit, I better like leave. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, I, I thought I thought they were they had a pretty cool uh, the chemistry. Rapport. Yeah, the chemistry was there. Mm. Um, uh, also, and, and also too, like the whole film is like a nice action comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thoughts on MJ? Hmm. I like Zendaya. I like Zendaya's character. Yeah, Zendaya. I really did. Like that just. Was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and he's still smart and all that. And then, not mm. to mention the whole um, when they went to DC and they were going into the Washington Monument. She's like, listen, I'm not gonna go into a building that's built by slaves. Oh, that's true. And then, I was, and then she just kind of, she's mm. like, I'll stay out here. Mm-hmm. Made it, made a point, but story kept going. Yeah, like like Z- Zendaya, or is it Zendaya? Zendaya, yeah. Yeah, Zendaya. Like I thought I thought she she was an interesting take of the MJ character. Like she's not Mary Jane, but she no, her, she's her Michelle. Michelle Jones. Her her initials happen to be MJ. MJ. Yeah. It's a it's a home, it's a homage to it. I'll get into yeah. it once I get into the Easter eggs I came across. Yeah. Like um I I thought I, I liked how her character was just like deadpan and sarcastic. Oh yeah, it was great. Like uh, and and and, you get, and like even though like I really hope they don't they don't go the route of like oh she's gonna be like Peter Parker's MJ and like they're they're gonna be like a develop like a love relationship. It possibly could happen though. But there's a I little, wouldn't be mad if it did. There's a little, little there's a big bit a tiny bit of seeds where like she happens to be everywhere Peter Parker is like at the at the so called lame parties like oh you guys are here at this lame party so are you uh, well I mean yeah and then she's at she's hanging out at detention she's just, and she's like there just to be there and freaking Hannibal Hannibal Barris was like oh Han- oh. Well, I'm like, what the fuck are you there for? Oh, yeah. He was like the totally apathetic gym teacher playing those Captain America PSA videos. Yeah. Was, yeah. What was so funny is like in the PSA videos, like Captain America said, and here's your gym teacher. He's pointing in one direction. Hannibal Barris is on the opposite end of the screen. Yeah. And then Hannibal, and then he's like, yeah, you know, I think, you know, I'm obligated to show you these videos and I'm pretty sure Captain America is a war criminal by now, but whatever. Yeah. And then, and then he's looking at Zendaya like, why, why are you even here? I like to draw people who are miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just it was just it was just like delightfully weird. It, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Um but and 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 I got to say like Peter Parker's main love interest uh, Liz. Uh I, I thought she was she was pretty cool too. Yeah, she was nice pretty girl and just I mean, she wasn't necessarily the whole center stage like yeah, she got into a little bit of trouble, but yeah. Mm. She had some involvement, but it's not like freaking. It's not the overbearing story. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like she wasn't like no damsel in distress that needed R- saving. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And like, mm. do you think Ned will lead? Do you think? Do you think Ned becomes a hobgoblin? I actually, I actually read that somewhere. Like, um, I think in the a fan com- theory, like a fan theory that Ned might, because I think in the comics there's a similar character. I think maybe in the ultimate version, I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like there's a there's a similar character who's like uh, similar to Ned in the in the film who eventually becomes the Hobgoblin. So, I mean, that would be a little too. It's, it's possible. Yeah, possible, but I don't think I don't possible. But he's fat. Eh, but it could happen. It could happen, but I don't I don't think MCU that was is going to go John Aponic. Hey, <laughs> that was John Aponic who asked, who asked that question. Oh, okay. Well, um, but yeah. Uh, that, that, it'll, be, it'll be a weird take, but I don't think the MCU will go that route. Go that route. So yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of the other kids, what did you think of uh, Flash Thompson, Tony Revolori? He okay. Flash Thompson. 
it's a different take on Flash Thompson because the Flash Thompson that we always knew was the big brolic, you know, jock, your typical, go ahead, mouth breathing. Oh, yeah, M- mouth breathing. Well, finish it. you got to finish it once you start it. Uh, popcorn munching, mouth breathing, dick beating, Volvo rubbing idiot. Right. So, yeah. but he wasn't that. He was actually, okay, he was part of the decathlon team, but yet he was what a modern day bully is now. Yeah. Like, he's a type that he would, he would like make fun of you. He's a snobby little rich kid who would make fun of you on social media and stuff and mm. like get the whole school to pick on you just because of the simple fact that he has like some type of influence because he was a snotty little rich kid. Yeah. And, you know, he had the whole party screaming out Penis Parker. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a different, it was a different take. I didn't really see nothing wrong with it because it was a, it was still a bully, but it was just a much more modern day bully. Yeah, like he was just your typical millennial douche. Yeah. Yeah. That that was literally it. Yeah. So I thought, and, and plus, like, I thought it was a pretty nice, uh, addition that he was actually as smart as the other kids. Yeah. Something, it was something different. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it didn't stir oh, too much away from the, uh, from the original, like, stories. Like, cause he was still, like, he was still a bully. Yeah. Indeed. As simple as that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a nice updated, uh, touch to, to that bully character. Um, let's see. Uh, what 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 oh, what what do you think about uh, uh Tony Stark's uh, inclusion in the uh in the film? It did not take away from Spider Man. I it I did agree. not. I was actually afraid that this was gonna be a fourth Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Yeah, the- like his role was very very mi- it was minor, mm-hmm. major in a sense, mm-hmm. but still minor. Where he just wasn't really, he wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it was Peter Parker figuring out his way into in you know into the Avengers into like this new you know in this superhero mode that he is in now mm-hmm. you know and he was being like that part time mentor to him and I also loved um, the character Happy oh yeah Happy Hogan John yeah Favreau. that was good that yeah. was, that was good but yeah it's it did yeah Tony Stark's involvement did not take away from it at all. I agree. Yeah, because because the, the way the trailers made it seem, it was going to be like the Tony Tony Stark Peter Parker show. That's it. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because if you actually notice too, like, um, shout out to the party nerds too. I listened to I I was listening to their podcast on the way here. Yeah, and um, they brought back a lot of points that that I that um I missed in my notes. Mm-hmm. But um, if you notice that if you notice in the trailer, mm-hmm. they had Spider Man and Peter Parker flying together. Mm-hmm. They, I yeah. said Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Spider-Man yeah. and Iron Man are yeah. uh, flying together, mm-hmm. where that scene is not in the movie. That's true, yeah, that one brief shot. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was more or less, like, that shot was more or less, okay, let's get you in here mm-hmm. to watch this movie, but it wasn't in there. It was still, it's still, it was still a standalone Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I think Tony Spark being used very sparingly was a wise choice. Yes. Yeah, and because Spider-Man can sell his own film. You don't really need... You really need to shove Robert Downey Jr. in every frame, and plus, he like he was there like to be like the you know, sort of like a mentor, mentor role, um, and uh, like you know just you know kind of help you know, help guide Peter Parker along the way. And he and the chemistry was great. As a matter of fact, Tom Holland had great chemistry with everybody. He certainly did. Everybody like especially like with Tony Tony like honestly, I see Tom Holland like going far in Hollywood. And not to mention, I came across a video, too, where, like, Tom Holland's training was, like, first of all, even though he's a ballet dancer, Mm -hmm. he 
does gymnastics, mm-hmm. trains my MMA. So he was literally like he was embodying Spider Man. Like he mm-hmm. owned it. Whereas like Andrew Garfield, like he watched spiders and like probably took a couple of yoga classes and all that. Mm-hmm. And Tobey Maguire, I haven't gone that far back to. It. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like um, the especially like when 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 Tony Stark says like you know if you if you says like if you're if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't you have, have it. it. And then I thought I thought it was a pretty interesting that uh, Peter, Peter Parker was forced to wear his bootleg homemade costume yeah, to yeah. fight to fight the Vulture at the end. And 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 speaking of the action scenes too, I like the fact that the whole film was lower stakes. It wasn't about saving the world from like this big cosmic baddie. It was no. just like just ground just, level, yeah. yeah, ground level, street level villains, which is pretty much Spider Man's lane. Occasionally he'll get into like the cosmic stuff, but then mostly he's all about defending New York and Queens. Correct. So like I, I like I like the final fight between him and Vulture on the beach, and he actually saved his life. Yeah, still, all those time you know hmm. webbing him up and say, "Hey, here's this guy." Hmm. Bye. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I, I I did appreciate the fact that the that for an MCU film the action was grounded. But then in know? a way, you think the, um. The Liz character can, even though she's moving to Oregon, she can come back knowing that her father is in jail. She can come back as some hell bent um, supervillain who wants revenge on Spider Man. Could be possible. I mean, is is I don't know if that's the case in the comics. The only case I thought of is uh, the Goblin, mm. but it they could do something. They could, it could, but probably not because mm. it's not sticking to any of the source material to my knowledge. Mm. There maybe have been a story. In hmm. in one of the stories that I have to, we would have to like go back and do research for, mm-hmm. but it could happen. Yeah, and plus like there was a, and I'll also get into a bit of the Easter eggs. I mean, like one of the Easter eggs, I don't know if you were going to mention it, was during the one of the mid credit scenes where yeah, uh, uh, Adrian uh, meets the the guy who's a scorpion. He has a scorpion tattoo. Yep, yep. So that's, that's literally actually the uh, first ta- the first Easter egg I came across, yeah. which could possibly lead because if you notice, he actually says that he has a whole group of guys, mm-hmm. so that could lead to a sinister st- sinister six. Yeah, and maybe then uh, you can have Adrian kind of try to reach get in touch back with his family, and maybe then you can have the daughter be like helping him out. I guess exactly, or it's like he had, or since he. Since Adrian has like all the all the um, parts and pieces, he can mm-hmm. he can be the one to put together like all the other costumes and weapons mm-hmm. of the Sinister Six. Yep, even uh, Doc Ock. Doc Ock, oh, this that's gonna be a legal battle like a mother. Yeah, cause I want to see Mysterio. Me too. I do. That would be. I would love to see the MCU's take on him. Yeah, but I think Mysterio's unfortunately he's a Sony exclusive uh, character yeah because i know the sinister six is going to be them um, sony's going to do a standalone sinister six movie as well mm. so and yeah. the mcu is doing one as well so they're probably going to have two different sinister six movies or or that or maybe like uh maybe the mcu version won't be called the sinister six yeah, yeah. but yeah um yeah that's that's a, that's sinister six will probably be mcu suicide squad yeah but but and be better yeah. John Aponic. Yeah, it's like Suicide Squad except good <laughs> and competently written. <laughs> uh, what are some other Easter eggs that you, that you, that you saw? Okay, in the film? well, we already got through the first one. This is actually a movie I came, uh, not a movie, a, a video I came across. Yeah. Um, luckily, after I watched Spider Man, 
Mm-hmm. Probably, I want to say, like, later on that night, I came across this movie, this um, video. It's either later on that night or the next day. Mm-hmm. But um, the second one was um, Donald Glover's involvement, mm-hmm. where he plays Aaron Davis. Oh, yeah. Okay, and if mm-hmm. you know that, Aaron Davis later on becomes the enemy called the Prowler. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Davis is actually the uncle to Miles Morales. He actually did mention that uh, I just need something because I got to be safe. I got a nephew mm-hmm. that I got to look up, that I got to look after. Yep. That nephew is Miles Morales. Mm. Hey, hey. So maybe when this whole Spider-Man homecoming thing is over, it could lead to, it could bring in Miles Morales. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, the only thing is that I'm too, I'll am too. i be too old to, for the role at that time, and I won't have my shot of playing Miles Morales because I'm literally the same age as Donald Glover. Yeah, but... Um, I don't like that. Well, I mean, I'm supposed to be Miles Morales, damn it. Well, they're going to find another teenage kid to play Miles Morales, probably. I can look I'm still in good enough shape, damn it. Yeah, but everyone's going to know, oh, my God, here's a 40-something-year-old playing a 15-year-old. Shit. What? I'll, no, 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 all by the, that time, I, yeah. By that time, I will be too old for the role. Yeah, and all the C, all the CG in the world cannot mask that. Kurt Russell, Michael Douglas. It, it can't make it believable enough. I mean, they they say they, they, it happened. I mean, it's not like they're DH to the Listen, point where if I shave kids. off this little bit, I got I look sixteen. Okay, tell yourself that confidence is good. I look good for my age, Buckies. <laughs> okay, so the next Easter egg is uh, Zendaya. Mm-hmm. How she's, uh, although her name is Michelle Jones, mm-hmm. um, she's MJ. Yeah. She she is going to be the next MJ. And if you notice that the high school mascot, mm-hmm. the, the mascot's name was Tiger. Mm-hmm. What was Mary Jane's nickname for Peter Parker? Tiger. There you go. Um, in the the fourth one, you come across um, Betty Brant. She makes her debut. She makes her debut into the um, MCU because oh, yeah. she was one of the uh, high school high school reporters. So she starts out as a high school reporter mm-hmm. and then goes on to work for the da- uh, Daily Bugle. Yep. I, 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 I may finding out Spider Peter Spider Man. That was one of the best scenes in the entire movie. The last scene. What the fuck? Yeah, they cut it off right, th- like at, right at the right moment, and mm-hmm. I freaking laughed hysterically. Yeah, that was funny. Although you know, I wonder what this may mean for their relationship because it was treated as a big deal in the comics, if I remember, when Aunt May found out that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Oh yeah, so that it definitely will be. Yeah, so I don't know if they're gonna bring up like some some hurt feelings with Uncle Ben uh, dying and all this, um, but you know I, I hope I do hope that if they if they continue that route with with Aunt May trying to you know reconcile the fact that her nephew is Spider Man yeah. that that they, that they don't go the 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 jokey quippy route and actually give it the the proper drama it needs. Possibly, you know? I, I I think they will. I hope so because they because they kind of did it in Amazing Spider-Man where she like she didn't find out, but yet she was like very 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 concerned and stuff. So there was some drama, mm-hmm. and you know she's noticed that like oh my god, the last time you did laundry, it came out blue and red. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think I think they can do that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, what was the next one? Damn it. Okay, the ATM fight was actually from the comics. I just forgot exactly which comic it was. Mm-hmm. But then Spidey being crushed by the buildings and yeah. then him... 
when he, during that moment of vulnerability mm-hmm. was actually from Amazing Spider-Man number 33. Okay. And that was when he really realized, okay, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And all that. And then also, um, okay, the whole, ha- when he looked into the his reflection in the puddle mm-hmm. and he sees the half Spidey mask and then half himself, mm-hmm. that's actually used like throughout, throughout the comics. Hmm. You okay. can possibly find it. You can find that like anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then also the running through the suburbs was actually a uh, gag from Amazing Spider-Man number 267. Oh. So and there was actually a scene where he fell in front of some kids and then like scared the hell out of them and stuff and he just kept going. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a gag and paying homage to one of the past issues. Yeah. Um, you can actually see Thor's magic belt. I can't really remember it. Mm-hmm. And um, Captain America's uh, experimental shield. Yep. That was from the first Captain America. Oh, okay. That you could say, remember how Tony Stark was moving? Mm-hmm. You can actually see it. See those items somewhere in there. Oh, nice. So mm. you would have to kind of keep a sharp eye next time you decide to watch some movie. I'm sure you'll probably pick it up on Steelbook. Oh, yeah, most likely. Okay, so if you get the Blu-ray first and get the Steelbook, I'll just take your Blu-ray. No, nah, I'll, I'll get the Steelbook. But, I, I mean, if it's at Best Buy, I have to pre-order it. Yeah, because are they out with steelbooks? Yeah, because like a lot of the steel steelbooks sell out mad fast. Like that, that happened with Deadpool, so I didn't, I couldn't get the steelbook until like later in the year. Well, that was Deadpool. Everybody loves Deadpool. Everybody wanted Deadpool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to look out for that. All right. So the next one, you probably I'm I'm not sure if you noticed this, but Kenneth Choi, Kenneth Choi, he played uh, the principal. Yeah. The name I'm forgetting. I, but um, and if you notice that when Peter was sent to the principal's office, there was mm-hmm. war memorabilia dating back to the first Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually and if you notice, Kenneth Choi was in Captain America as one of the um, Howling Commandos. Oh, really? Yeah, that's actually yeah. That was act- all that memorabilia is actually a callback, and the principal and principal. I'm gonna call him Principal Choi. Mm-hmm. He's actually the grandson mm. of. Um, Kenneth Choi's character in Captain America. Oh, okay, from First Avenger. Yeah, nice. So that's a mm. quick. That's a quick little callback to the first one. Okay. Um, the Ramones actually covered the the 1960s Spider-Man theme. Mm. If you notice in the beginning of the movie. Yep. All right, that was the Ramones cover for it, and then the tricked out uh, Spidey arm with the Spidey suit at the end was actually uh, in reference to the Spidey, the Spider armor. Mm-hmm. Not the um, not the Iron Spider because that actually was actually a uh, red and gold where this one was more like red and black and bluish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Spi- Iron Spider was more red and gold and it had extra legs. Yep. So and then throughout the com- yeah and then throughout the comics too, this is one thing where they stick to the source material. Where throughout the comics, Spider Man was actually never a uh, official Avenger. Mm-hmm. He always he would always turn them down. Yeah. Or they would actually reject him. So he was always on like standby status yeah. with the Avengers. Okay. So that's one thing they did. They definitely did stick to the uh, source material. Oh, wow. And that's pretty much it. Nice. For well, the Easter eggs I came across. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely look out for those once I get the uh, Blu-ray in my collection. All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, also, last question here. Like With Spider-Man Homecoming, where would you rank this among the Spider-Man films? I would this one, this one, and Spider Man Two, the mm. Tobey Maguire Spider Man Two with Doctor Octopus, they're like neck and neck. 
Um, I, I really don't want to give it that much credit because it's simply because it's newer, but it really is like neck and neck. I have to put Beyond a Fence and put him as a tie. Okay. Tie for now. Fence sitting. For now, yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, um, I, you know, I, 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 I've, I'll always love the first two Sam Raimi films. And uh, Spider-Man 2, for me, Spider-Man 2 is still the best uh, Spider-Man film, followed by uh, the first one. So I would go with Homecoming as a solid third right after those two films. So, so Spider-Man 2, then the original Spider-Man, and then Homecoming. All right. Yep. And then the amazing ones you can, you can ignore. I don't think you need to ignore them. They are, they're, they're not bad. Yeah. So. so, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Or uh, you can be like John Haponic and hate on it on principle because it's Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, those are your final thoughts? Yep. All right, right now I'm just getting into the uh, question of the week. Oh, this should uh, I be think good. We did, um, there was actually one picture I did post and I was I actually enjoyed. Um, try and name a game using title game. Try to name a game title using emojis. Mm-hmm. So um, I know we got a couple of them. Why isn't why am I not? Okay, we we'll have to just stick with the Instagram one. Yeah. Okay, for the Instagram uh, question of the week. Wh- um, which movie can you recite word for word? Okay. Okay, so we got rambling rumblings, rumblings with ru- random ramblings with Rob mm-hmm. on Instagram says half baked. Okay. Our supervillain John Aponic says gross point blank. Mm-hmm. Runner up, all of Bane's lines in Dark Knight Rises. Yes, of course. You, you remind me of that kid who was on Jeopardy, who um, where the answer was Bane, and he said it in that he said it in the voice. He was like, "You didn't have to do it. I wanted to." Yeah. <laughs> and then Jessica Concussion says, "A tie." While you were sleeping, and Demolition Man. Oh, I love Demolition Man. And if and if I'm really being honest, most terrible movies of the '90s. Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this week's uh, question of the week, what was the first video game you remember playing? Mega Man 2. Really? Uh, well, there were, it was Mega Man 2, DuckTales, Batman, uh, 80, 80, um, and then Super Mario Brothers. Those are the first four games I remember. I was five years old. It's a toss-up between Mario Brothers and Pitfall. Mm, Pitfall, eh? For the Commodore 64. Gross. We had... And Furman says Mario, Mario for Nintendo. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think, I think Mario... The... Mario was probably like the first for a lot of people in this generation. Yeah. But in, I know... our, in our perspective generations. Mm. But, um... Yeah, I would probably say it was, it's a toss-up between those two. Cause, and I know I did have an Atari. I just can't remember the game that we, had, that mm. we used to play. I used to die in it all the time. Didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were just playing a, a, we was playing a game and having some fun. Yeah. I just can't remember that one. But the one I do remember was Pitfall. Mm. Okay. That's what's all up. All right. So that will be on our uh, social medias really soon. Oh, and I, we actually got emails. We got emails. We do. Yes. Um, I really forgot about these. All right, who 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 sent who sent an email this week? Uh, <clears throat> Jessica. Okay. So go on and get to that. Okay, so Jessica sends us an email. 
Uh, Dear Codex Prime team, spoiler alert. One, why is a senior going to the homecoming dance with a sophomore? That This was the most unbelievable part of the story, talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Even with the flimsy excuse that she forgot to snag a date, it would have been more reasonable for her to, su- to suggest that they go in a group, but they needed her to agree for the shocking reveal who her daddy is. Two, was the shaky cam really necessary in the intro? It lasted much longer than necessary. If I wanted to watch that type of filming, I can just watch YouTube. Or the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Three, did I have a good time? Long story short, yes, but some of it was boring. Hashtag wife of your wife of your Marvel nemesis. Hashtag Stockholm syndrome. Cheers, Jessica Cushion. Okay, well, thank you, Jessica, for those uh, okay. thoughts. And we got one more. Very nitpicky, but one okay. more from you know who. All right, from John Haponic, resident Marvel hater. Spider Man was My amazing. Nemesis. Okay, <clears throat> subject line. Spider-Man was amazing. It was. Just kidding. Liar. Homecoming was a predictable repeat of what I saw in the trailer and not memorable at all. Spider-Man continues the trend of following Marvel's safe formula, and it was just an average film. I'm nitpicky, Vic. Well, for starters, Liz should have died in either DC or by the shocker to bring a sense of reality back to the story. Isn't that, isn't that what you guys want? Something more like the Dark Knight, i.e. Rachel Dawes dies, where actions and roles for both hero and villain have actual consequences? Comparatively, look at Raimi and Tobey's Maguire's film when, when Green Goblin dies and everyone hates Spider-Man. That was interesting. Don't worry, Homecoming is light years ahead of Garfield's awful Spider-Man. Also, by default, Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad were more memorable thanks mainly to style, action, and story. But just like Carl, I'm sadly too freaking invested in the DCEU and MCU to skip one. Always a villain, John Haponic. Okay. I'm glad, first of all, I'm glad that you're owning the title as our villain. Okay, yes. All right, first of all, John. Get him. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for dark developments in storytelling and dark, and, and dark you know, elements in stories. You definitely are. Right? But that being said, that would have been totally out of place for Spider-Man Homecoming. Because let's face it, Spider-Man Homecoming was a well-made action comedy. And the comedy works in this film. And so for Li- if Liz were to die in this movie, then th- that shit would have been totally way off it would have thrown the whole film out of whack and the whole film would have suffered as a result so liz not dying in this film is not a detriment to spider-man homecoming all right know this get your life yeah what he said that's what you say shit <laughs> yeah yeah get your life john come on and, 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 and also for the record, you know, I mean, you and I will always disagree, but Suicide Squad is a terrible film on all levels. It had a spark when it started, but then it just went garbage. That's right. I mean, yes, the award-winning Suicide, the Oscar award-winning Suicide Squad. Yeah, for best makeup. <laughs> but let's be honest, 2016 was a mediocre year for makeup and hairstyling. So Suicide Squad won that Oscar by default. You know this. The, co- the Harley Quinn cosplayers made it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, there were some good ones. There I are, seen some ones that had no business being Harley Quinn and probably were better off being the penguin, but <laughs> oh, that's so, that is so terrible. 
But, but that being said, that being said, I think that the Harley Quinn cosplay has been done to death. Oh, yeah. yeah, now it is. Now it has. Yeah. Yeah, I had better not see a Harley Quinn cosplay this year. You're gonna see about five of them just because you said that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, then that, that's it. Um, any other emails, you can email us to uh, CodexPrimePodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, just Google us. We're all over the place. Oh, yeah. We are all over the place. You can also find our episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. And YouTube. And YouTube and Google Play. So drop us a review. Let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, any other final thoughts, Carl? No, that's it. That's it. Go see Spider-Man Homecoming and enjoy it. You will. Yes, you will, unless you're John Haponic. But uh, tune in. For, thank, you for, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, join us next Wednesday. We're going to be talking about the season seven premiere of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've um, been wanting to listen to that theme song for a while. Yes. Um, hopefully, Carl, you'll be able to. Uh, I'll get my logins. I yeah. will get my logins. Or you cannot be a cheapskate and spend that fourteen ninety nine. But uh, but yes, uh, thank you all for listening and watching. We will catch you next week. Peace out, nerds. See you later. Excelsior.